What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining me on the panel tonight are... Mikey Simons. Roger May. Johnny Morales. That was so enthusiastic. Producing, as always, is Matt Lubick. He doesn't have his microphone, so he says hi. Um, I probably left out some stuff right in the beginning of that spiel like I usually do, but whatever. Yeah, you always Anyway, this fine. is a uh, spoilery podcast. Not as much as you, Johnny. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so be warned, we're probably going to spoil the crap out of some books later on. We typically review a Marvel, a DC, and an independent book, and then we do a graphic novel. We do some trivia. We play some games and give away books, or at least we try to when people an- actually you know, answer the questions. Yeah. Hint, hint. Answer the questions, folks. Uh, we'll answer some questions and things like that later. So, without further ado, Roger. Hey. Tell us about our Marvel book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, um, look, it's uh, Generations The Thunder, number one, featuring the mighty Thor and the unworthy Thor, written by... The great Jason Aaron art by Mahmoud Asrar. Mahmoud Asrar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually one of the better Generations books of the we've read. We did, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it actually has the cover artist, and that is oh. the same as the interior artist. Yeah. So oh. you're not the getting book, any false advertising. The book looks amazing. Yes. But um, basically, again, uh, Mighty Thor goes back in time. Who's Jane Foster Thor? Who's Jane Foster goes back in time to uh, meet up and do battle uh, alongside uh, young Thor, who does not have the hammer yet, Um, has not yet become worthy to do the hammer. They throw down against Apocalypse. In Egypt. In Egypt. And Sabanur. And, uh, yeah. And then, the and, and then there's there's an interesting twist at the end that we'll get to. Yeah. That that was kinda, it was I, – I, I rolled so hard on that part, I almost knocked myself out. I – yeah. You know, I couldn't figure out with this book because I, th- I think that what Marvel's going for is, is having, you know, the old character and the new character meet up with each other and for something, you know, that they – they meet up at a certain place in time, but they, somebody's got to learn something before they go back. That was my thought, but in two of the three books we've read, I don't know that anybody learned anything <laughs> or realized anything. It was just in this case, I mean, Jane Foster vanished in mid-sentence, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um, it's kind of giving me the feeling of uh, Marvel wants to make this seem important, like these things are all happening for a very important reason. But without any context, without that first issue to explain why all this is happening, we have no reason to believe this is important. So all these issues feel like, what's the point of this? This is pointless, even though it may not be in the future. You know, this might have, uh, you know, huge consequences or something like that. But I said before, this this whole little generations thing would have been well served by a single one shot that explains what the vanishing point event is. Because at the end, at the beginning of every issue, it says the vanishing point, an instant, a moment beyond, loose from the shackles of the past, the present, the future, a place where time has no meaning, but yeah. true, where true insight can be gained. Make your choice, select your destination. This journey is a gift. Like, that's the only setup you get to why these characters meet up. Yeah, it, it feels like um, sometimes when they, uh, when the two companies, the big two, do 
similar things they they try to do them differently to make sure that nobody's saying oh they're just copying uh you know the the right formula like with dc and their movies they're doing something vastly different they're starting with the team movie instead of the individual movies and that's why it's not really succeeding whereas in this they're you doing it, well, they, it yeah there there are other reasons for that though johnny yeah well i mean they they you know marvel did something revolutionary with mm-hmm. the movies it's been a minute since they've done something revolutionary in comics <laughs> but yeah DC uh, but this feels like the curveball yeah, th- this feels like they're trying to do it backwards so people don't say, you know, it's the same thing. Or Which it me. might... To what, though? To Rebirth. Oh, this well, the Rebirth... The, the, the well, no. for Rebirth is going to be Marvel Legacy number one, which that, comes that's out in September. So if they would have done Marvel Legacy number one, like, uh, a couple of months ago before these came out, it would have felt almost like Rebirth. Yeah, but even these even... Like this is the only one that seems even remotely connected to Legacy. The other two had nothing to do. But with also, Legacy. you uh, like when the Rebirth uh, specials after well after the Rebirth special where the individuals came out uh, like a Green Lantern's Rebirth number one and whatever Rebirth number yeah. one. Some of those felt uh, completely different. Like we didn't know what we were getting because one of them was like an or- origin story. One of them was setting up a new storyline. All they were were zero issues to whatever yeah. the current thing was coming out. But that's still they all flowed out of a single thing yeah but they also didn't have the same uh like concept for each and every single uh, each and every issue they were all kind of different one of them was an origin story for this character and another one was to set up a a a story for you know the future well they Mm, they were solely meant to be transitional yeah Mm -hmm. that's all because you're you're every one of those series was transitioning from the new 52 to the rebirth era and it was like it was and a they didn't buffer do, almost they did, yeah they didn't do them for all of them mm-hmm. but i think for the ones that they thought were necessary you know to to set up the series so i mean i thought they did that okay i mean yeah. they were i didn't read any rebirth number one slash zero issues that blew me away that really yeah i mean the superman was really good it wasn't um, until the series started that it like right. kicked off. Because I mean, uh, Green Arrow Rebirth number one was an origin story. It yeah. was him and Black Canary meeting. I for the wouldn't first really time. necessarily call it a re or an origin story. It was more a recentering. It was putting Ollie back to where he was supposed to be. Right, but it with, covered a lot of ground in one issue, with and it Black brought. Canary. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but it also like it was the first meeting of Black Canary, and I believe it was just right after the, he got. Are off you basing this entire little dissertation off of that one issue? No, no. There's some other because issues. there's a lot of rebirth issues that don't necessarily yeah. follow that prescription, John. No, no. I know that's why they're all different. They're vastly different. So uh, then your point makes no sense. No, it's that's the thing. They they're that's all, the thing. Your point doesn't no, make no, sense. No, 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 no. They're <laughs> th- they're all different. So. Uh, they don't. Really so how does that relate to Marvel Generations? It feels like it should. Well, each one of these mm-hmm. books is, feels the same. Yeah, because it starts the same. Kind and, but of, I think, yeah. and I think that that's intentional because I think that this is this is kind of like an apology from Marvel, is what I say, or either that, or I don't know, maybe they're trying to ingratiate themselves with the fans a little uh, bit because Mar- Mar- look, apology. Marvel feels like. The fans think that they've <coughs> that Marvel's turned their back on them with all these new characters, and That's that the fans want these new characters. I, I do, and yeah. so, um, so but there are fans that want the old characters. Mm. Hi, and so uh, Marvel says, "Hey, well let's let's put a book out there that shows 
that these characters get along, you know, that they, they're both important and they, they belong in the same universe and then we'll move on. I think that this all has to do with, you know, whatever perceived backlash there is against the, uh, degentrification of Marvel characters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then why put, why, I, I understand that from, from a Jane Foster perspective, she's going back and, and meeting the original Thor, but why put it at a time when Thor is Odin's son and he's a very pig-headed, sexist, mead-drinking, mead-drinking, he's a Viking, swelling, goat still a Viking. We're yeah. gonna go pillage and rape and yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you know, it's, it just doesn't... Thor's gonna well, you would think that wives. Jane would be like, what the... Yeah. <laughs> you know. And it, it just, it, it didn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like the right, like right meeting for yeah the for right Thor. moment. I figured like it would be better to get him right after he became an Avenger. Like why not set it right there? Like he's like Jane, what the or you know or if you're not gonna know that's Jane, but you know like hey female Thor, what's going on? You know kind of thing. So aside from motivation that you can become worthy, but that's still that's kind of weak. Well, they did. They, I mean, I, I didn't read the Jean Grey Phoenix one, but they've done this in each of the issues. I mean, that's one one additional commonality is that the the torchbearer for the title currently goes back in time to when the other character didn't know him. Even with Hulk, he didn't, you know, at that point in time, he had no knowledge of Amadeus Cho. Wolverine Logan had no knowledge of of Laura Kinney at that time. Um, this Thor, and I assume the same with with Jean Grey and Phoenix. Hmm. So why would you do that? Why would you have them? Well, I guess it would depend on what at what point it's agreed on that Thor met Jane Foster. But even then, he still wouldn't know it's Jane. Yeah, this is like back in like, well, Egypt it was time. it was a couple thousand years later. Yeah, so but he could still you could still have done like her meeting him as an Avenger where yeah. he's got the hammer without him knowing anything about her or even have met her just yeah yet. yeah that would have been really cool to see her inter- interacting with a uh, brand new Avenger Thor you know kind of finally becoming worthy and having the hammer and seeing how he he's like being worthy but, but maybe this book is trying to make a point of how he was like before he was worthy and maybe that's why uh, I have no idea I'm he was such trying. a punk <laughs> yeah he, it felt you know like well um, not really I should say he was a like, punk uh, he well was it's the same writer uh, Jason he's Aaron. a frat boy it, it felt like he's Viking it felt yeah. like young it's Thor from much, the God Bomb. Yeah, very much the same. The same, maybe a little, you know, later, but very much the same Thor he wrote in in the early uh, parts of God Bomb. Yeah, honestly, I, I really yeah. like him holding Yarn Bjorn. It's really, it's just more badass having him uh, hold an axe. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I I like this comic. I thought it was pretty well written. Yeah. I like the the pacing and stuff. Some of the stuff seemed out of out of place. It was really, but pretty. I think that that's from yeah, it's a beautiful book. Mohamed Ashrar um, was the, the artist on Supergirl uh, when the new 52 launched, and he was on there for okay. a while, and then he went over to Marvel, and he's kind of been shifted around. Yeah, he did some X-Men stuff. Yeah, which they underutilized him on that. And uh, I think Spider-Man, too. Because he should be on a book like Thor all the time. But what I'm what I'm curious about is, and, at a, you know, none of these books have really had an answer to this, you know, um, vanishing point. I don't know that any of the one shots are going to have an answer to the vanishing point or really address it. If that doesn't happen, you know what it feels like? feels like convergence. 
No, no, no. Uh, that was DC. Yeah, it was DC. Like all the issues kind of felt the same. Like at least the first issues. Yeah, but the only pla- the only place that the, 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 the vanishing point could potentially be addressed is in Marvel Legacy yeah. number one. That should have came. The, out which before. is going to bring me back around to this book because you have they throw in this thing with Odin at the very end, and and Phoenix having this love relationship. Yeah, and it says for more Odin and Phoenix, don't miss Marvel Legacy number one on sale nine twenty seven. Well, Are you serious? September twenty seventh. Yep. Jeez, a hey, month that's away. My birthday. Was it? Is oh, it very good. Yay. Happy, ver- very merry unbirthday. <laughs> Mikey's birthday is Sunday. Oh, twenty seventh. Happy almost birthday. Almost birthday. Yeah. Count down. Um. Yeah. So. Apparently, like, the only time Odin ever felt alive is when he's making out with the Phoenix Force. I mean, it's fire, so (laughs) maybe... (laughs) That would explain the fire. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Let's do star ratings. I'm tired of this book. Like, it looks great. I don't want to, like, diss Mom Right, I mean, it's a gorgeous book. I miss Um, him doing DC characters. Mikey, do you have any... I know you don't usually read... Marvel. No, and so what did you think coming into this story? And you know, this is my third time on the show, and I'm gonna stick with my my theme of Marvel. It, it's it's pretty, it feels disjointed. I don't know where the hell they're going with this. Um, they have too many weird named things. Named things. Yeah, like you know, you have Mighty Thor and War Thor, New Thor, Unworthy <laughs> Thor. You know, too many weird naming acronyms. The house of adjectives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I found myself more interested in the actual typeface than the dialogue. I felt it was very <laughs> poorly written, and it, I, I, I wasn't kept interested. It wasn't engaging. Um, so I'm going to give There it is a, a huge difference between this book and, and God Bomb. <laughs> like, or just... Like yeah, his normal Thor book. There's a there, like this one. I think he was just like, yep, yep, yep. Grunt, 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 grunt. Swing. You yeah, know, that was about it for me. So I'm going to give it like a two and a half. Hmm. <coughs> I actually thought it was very uh, well written, much better than uh, the other uh, legacy books that. Uh, yeah, but that bar is really low. Yeah, but also, it's Jason Aaron on Thor. It's really well written, even though it's kind of not a great story. It's it kind of it makes me want to read more Thor. Like, what's going on? Thor, which Thor is that? Uh, the the <laughs> the really big husky one. That was bef- that was before before Thor. Yes. <laughs> Um, more Thor. Yes, and then more there's Thor. North About Thor. Gore in the North. With the the War Thor. With the War Thor. <laughs> hey. Um, Got robbed I really poor like Thor. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We could go all night. Hurry it up, Johnny. Um, I really like the art, and I, the story was okay. Uh, I wish it was better. It's just, it doesn't, it feels like it doesn't mean anything. Um, but honestly, it's a it three. Well, we don't know that yet. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. It's a three and a half. It's uh, yeah. I, I was vacillating between three and three and a half. I'm probably gonna go with three, because one of the things that really bothered me was how I look. I know the Vikings were well, well traveled, seafaring people. How they ended up in the but how they ended up Nile, on the Nile, a river, know, a, on their, a large river, but still a river. Yeah, that I'm pretty sure. And I, I, I'll have to look this up. I'm pretty sure it empties out on the east coast of the continent of africa so they would have to go text rachel they would have to go south down around the cape of good hope all the way i'm like no 
No, I don't. I don't see that happening. So I, I'm going to go with three. I actually, you know, I thought it was it was it was decent. The art's amazing. Um, I still don't know where they're going. Three stars. Two and a half solely on the art. If I, if I could if I could give it more for the art, I would because that was the the saving grace of this book. I expect better from Jason Aaron, but then again, he could have been hamstrung because of whatever the heck is going on with Legacy. But I don't give a crap. I want God Bomb. I want more of that kind of Thor. That's all this made me miss. So, anyway, uh, Johnny, go ahead and pitch us our indie book. Yes. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Here it is. Um, so we read Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Dimension hey. X number yep. issue four, uh, written by uh, Ryan Ferrier and uh, art by Chris Johnson. Um, yeah, so the Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Yeah. Um, For those of you that that don't know or or missed that uh, podcast where we mentioned him, uh, he's he's a local boy. Um, <laughs> a very local boy. <laughs> yeah. Who has uh, an amazing gift for for pushing pencils, and I, I know he's he's gonna hate that if he hears it because it 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 kind of denies the amount of work that goes into becoming this good. At Chris art. has spent some time, but this boy need like boy. He's older than me. He needs to get, he needs to be on a book. <laughs> Let's just call him boy. It's I know. fine. No, Chris. I apologize, Chris, if you're listening. Um, but he needs to be on a solid monthly book. That's all. Like reading this, I was like, mm, this guy can do the turtles. Can you just give him the, the monthly turtles book. Hey, guess what? He can do anything. Guess what? What? He's doing the interiors for issue number seventy-five. Really? The anniversary issue? Yeah, I wasn't sure if I could put that out there yet, but I saw Earth Two made a post about it. Earth Two uh, Comics down in Northridge. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna start spreading that shit too. <laughs> so that's a big deal. That's yeah. I mean, that's a cardinal issue. When, when was that gonna be? Because um, 73 is coming out so this month. It's got to be November. October. He should be on the episode when this book comes out. We'll, yeah, we'll have him back on. Yeah. He is going to be. Oh, sorry. I'm going to oh, let no, you get please. back to your pitch in a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris uh, will be in the shop Friday, August 25th from 4 to 6 p.m. signing. Um, I think I've got enough copies, but come out and, and support Chris. He's a great guy. I bought one. Great artist. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue, Johnny. Uh, I'm yes. Gonna, I'm gonna finish so my graphic this, novel. <laughs> this follows the turtles looking for more uh, witnesses um, to, you know, put Clark, Krang, Krang, Krang. <laughs> I think I did that. This, the Dear God, Krang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, to put Krang behind uh, prison bars. Behind bars, whatever. Um, prison bars or bars? Uh, I think prison bars. I think bars. just just at a trial at this point. Let's just keep it easy for the young man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had a long week. Uh, anyway, uh, they're looking for this duck face dude. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> what? I'm, okay, Ace? hold up. Pitch it. Hold up. This duck face dude. I will have you know. Fun fact: Ace Duck was the first action figure I ever owned, followed by the original Four Turtles. I don't know. He seemed That's like That's Ace Duck, bro. I didn't he seemed like a douche. I had no. all the action figures. He was awesome. That Is was one of my band? favorite characters. Yes. <laughs> turtle Cycle. Is he missing a pinky? That's so Pitch the book. Johnny, pitch, pitch it. it. Don't anyway. break it down. Just pitch it. Just okay. one sentence. Come uh, on, man. No, no, no. Um, yeah. So they're looking for the witness. They find the witness. Uh, Who is Ace Duck, and he's awesome. Yes, Ace Duck. He has a jacket. He's cool, I guess. Uh, he has wings for some weird reason. Um, and yeah, 
ducks have wings? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. And yeah, that's basically. He's a crazy good pilot. Yeah, crazy good pilot. That's it. That's it. There's nothing to this book. No, there's a lot Whoa. to this book. <laughs> it's there's a lot to this book, bro. If you read the first issue, it almost feels not even like that uh, first issue, except less fun. Not uh, even. Did you? In, oh my god! Someone restrained me. <laughs> <laughs> so no, John. like if you guys remember, I read issue one and yeah. I loved it because it was like fun and silly and and you know it didn't take itself seriously. But this this was fun, but not as it, it felt kind of like the same first issue, just looking for a, a witness. Um, that uh, that robot dude is looking for that same witness. He fails in getting him, and then they get away. That's the same. That's the gist of the story. That's the first issue. I think that's the same for every issue. That's, I didn't. I didn't yeah. read. I didn't read two and three. Um, and that's a bummer. But I met maybe. Because I mean, there's different stuff in this issue. Like there's different stuff that happened. But it, if you follow like the plot, it's the same plot for the first and this there's issue at least. The the plots are pretty close, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to. I would kind of have to go back and read each one of them mm-hmm. to see whether or not there's some kind of progression that they're going through. That, like in this one, uh, Ace, um, the the turtles think that he betrays him, but he comes back. Mm-hmm. You know, saves him uh, and, and saves him. I, th- I think that there's. I, I understand where you're coming from, Johnny. Mm-hmm. I understand that you know it's a, you know. D- wondering whether or not IDW is doing a five issue series to tell a one issue story. Yeah. Um, I I, I get it. Uh, It's fun to see the turtles getting all these witnesses, but it kind of feels, well, it it feels the same way. Do it differently. Like the first issue, it felt really fresh because um, they were dealing with this, uh, empathy uh planet that had empathy based uh, emotion based physics and um and you had the main bad guy trying to uh give the witness uh, like t to calm him down but he had a bunch of weapons on his ship you know it was interesting it was fun it was funny it was not something that i would expect from this uh master assassin but in this he just was a regular assassin and there was nothing we also don't know what happened in the last couple issues that, that that's true but i'm comparing this issue to the first issue the only ones i read i'm fine i'll compare this issue to the just as the issue itself it it didn't is, uh, inspire me uh, as mm, i don't know how to say it. it wasn't what i was looking for it wasn't good and well see, great coming from wow. someone who had didn't read the first one right and just going into it i mean obviously i brought along my yeah. OG comic books. Go ahead and save you know. this for us, yeah. Mikey. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you watched the cartoon. Oh, so, up with it, yep. So there's all this canon that's already out there. And opening up the book and being on a space adventure with the turtles where, on their for- where they're on a foreign planet in a flying car <laughs> says, this is going to be fun as crap. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I mean, it is a generic romp. I'll give you. It's very generic. Mm-hmm. But to see the turtles in that arena, that background, mm-hmm. was enough to keep me interested. And the the story that they gave Ace about his motivation of why he was a witness um, trumped all the shenanigans for Michelangelo. Kind of okay, it's cheeky, yes, and I get it, and it's it's the filler for the comic. But that made it the ride worth it to get mm-hmm. to that ex- explanation. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I honestly, I love the way they did Ace in this. 
like because that was one of the things like he wasn't in the cartoon at least a lot that I remember and having like a proper background for him like that I was like oh that's so cool because like I said as a kid that was one of the first I think that was the first action figure I ever owned and then like you see the flying car and you instantly think like neutrinos yeah and then it's like oh neutrinos you're like yeah I called it you know, yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't enjoy this. I have no connection to the turtles at all. I don't know who this duck face guy, guy is. Now, the other, um, the, the other important part of this is that this series is setting up a story in the main turtles uh, title mm-hmm. called The Trial of Krang. Okay. This is all uh, prelude right. to that. It just and so you're going to have um, all of these characters that were introduced through the five uh, issues um, are going to play some part in that. Yeah, yeah, I, I I get that. That's pretty cool to see, but I don't know. I expected something different because, like I said, I am not a fan of the turtles. I actually don't like them very much. Um, but the first issue blew me away. I think I gave it a five. I, I loved it. It was it was fun. It was funny. This just felt like the same thing, but not as fun or funny. And that's just me. And and I don't know. I, I love the heck out of this issue. Chris did an outstanding job. I love the way I love his rendition of the turtles. I've seen them before, but I loved his rendition of Ace, uh, and just him getting to go kind of crazy with all the alien stuff on the planet. Yeah, um, you know the backgrounds he did, the layouts. There was one thing that that bothered me consistently through this book. What? Well, not consistently, but wherever it showed up, that hot pink background. Against Chris's art, I found I found that to be so distracting. Like in the back of the city, panels? yeah. In some of them, it's like I mean, there's like uh, half the page is this is this super hot pink. Um, yeah, look, show them that one, Mikey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the end. And the I don't end. I don't think that that color. Uh, did they washes not? very well with the the colors of the turtles and stuff like that. Did they not give them enough time to draw the backgrounds? Is that why they're doing that? Because I don't see any difference. Because there no. Well, there's some the panels city. that have plenty of background. And there's yeah, some, yeah, but some panels that don't. But He's just going for the alien look on the uh, planet is what it is. Wherever they're. But at. that's the thing. Like before this, uh, this pink stuff. It's all regular bef- when the issue starts. It's not really that pink. Or well, I guess there is. is some. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Until they go that inside, in the then it turns uh, out. So whenever they go outside, it's whatever the planet is on the oh, outside. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I gotta yeah, say, it's, the, it's the atmosphere, and, I, and yeah. for me, I think you know maybe that was in the writing of the book to say, hey, this is what this planet looks like. It's like a neon pink. You know, it's so over the top, um, intense that you know sensory overload i don't know but i found in reading the comic that 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 pink it bothered me it bothered me big time and that's uh that's that's no slight against chris because his his pencils really shine through that you know yeah it would have been better if they didn't do the pink backgrounds uh like pink lighting and then just you know kind of did a faint like pink outline on a bunch of uh, buildings or something like this. Because uh, this bottom panel that I'm looking at here, there's outlines of buildings, but since it's so pink, you can, it, it's barely an outline of a background yeah. right here. And that's a bummer because the art is magnificent. Uh, I got to give it to Chris. It's it's amazing art. Um, you know, I just 
you're right, Roger. I just wish they did something else with the with uh, most of the backgrounds. Yeah. That didn't distract me too much. I I definitely see that it is a freaking heavy amount of pink in the beginning and and whatnot in the end of this. Yeah. Whenever well, they're I think outside. the problem the problem is is that for me but that's what drew my eye you you get you you know when you go from one panel to the next your eyes immediately go to the pink and then you kind of have to you know filter it out yeah so but oh man like i said chris needs to be on a a book like this like more often i would i would eat up like a book just even about like a mini series about ace's you know, time in the war or whatever. I would totally do that. Yeah, definitely. He he uh, he gets. Um, there's this uh, panel with all of their faces, and you can tell who's who. Not even if if they weren't if it wasn't colored, you could tell who's who by their facial expressions. Chris does uh, magnificent facial yeah. expressions yeah. through the whole book. Really, he does. Like it's it's kind of stupid how good he is at facial expressions for turtles. He's an ace, dude. He's got. Um, let me see if I can pull I this really up because love he Ace's just posted hair. this yeah. up too. He's doing. He's also doing the cover for the Ghostbusters Turtles crossover. Yes, I saw that today. Oh, it looks awesome. His his cover for that is because he captured the friggin' look of the OG like Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, all of them. Um, yeah. um, 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 Egon. I can't remember the actor that played him. Uh, Ramos. I've never seen Ghostbusters. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, God, Johnny. Kayla, fix you, that. Yeah, if, if I'm going to cut you some slack because you've had a rough week, but I swear to God, <laughs> if, you, if you do not come in next time I've like that we just do the, this. Just, just the original one. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm yeah, gonna to hurt you. Harold Ramis. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was going to say Henry, but I knew that that wasn't right. Um, Mikey, you're yeah. a Turtle fan. You brought in OG from 86. Talk about this real quick. Well, first of all, that's a cool. I mean, that's a cool cover. <laughs> look at that. He got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, look. If if you've read the old turtles, and uh, if you if you've seen the covers that are on it, aside from the if aside from the general evolution of the characters, if you're going to just talk about the art, they look a little more human. But it it it's a natural evolution. It's an organic evolution with the characters. The way he approaches this series is way better than anything that you see in the back where you maybe have, like, the Batman, Turtle, the mm-hmm. IDW side. I love that. Oh, I hate that. Oh, oh really? It's so bad. <laughs> oh, no, it's so good. Right I was here. like, I looked at that page, and I was like, oh, that's garbage. And I looked to the left, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're coming out with a mask comic? I, I love mask. <laughs> Wait, have you have you read Batman Turtles? And, what? Have you read Batman Turtles? I read the, the DC side of it, not the... Not the animated version. Not the, the animated turtles. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, both of those are really good. Yeah, see, I'm actually, I'm okay with that. I think it's, I mean, it's just, I mean, they're hitting a completely different demographic. Yeah. And, you know, and it, this story in itself feels like, especially the tone, like we said with Ace's story, it's a tone that's, you know, teen adult tone. It's it's an older type of war story that's not going to resonate with a younger audience but it's hitting the nostalgia of guys like us it's hitting up with yep which is weird because i thought like the first issue hit like for younger audiences that's why i i was absolutely in love with it you know because i was like i could give this to my daughter i could give this to anybody it's it's really cute it's it's fun and uh funny and then with this it it was fun but it didn't capture what I thought the first issue captured, which is weird. If you're if you're gonna pick this up in a trade, 
it's going to feel very different tonally. Not completely different, but, you know, somewhat different. I don't know, because, like, the, the jokes that Michelangelo I lo- makes yeah. and stuff <laughs> are very much the same. Yeah, he's all like, gambling. He, yeah, he's gambling, he's got a problem, and, yeah. then, and then the one thing, like, whoa... He's got. He must be cool. He's got a cool leather jacket. What's up, that. cool guy? Like how? Like he's yeah, just I like, like he automatically was just like Ace is cool, and Raph was just like Nah, I don't like that guy. All right, well you're not so cool, but you know, like all that was just freaking great. Yeah, if you could tell by his hair, he's like, oh yeah, this guy's supposed to be a cool yeah. guy. He's Maverick. He's Maverick in like <laughs> in duck form. You haven't seen that movie either. What is that? Uh, no. Top Gun. Mm-hmm. No, I think we talked about this. Is that that? There needs to be like an 80s movie marathon. Roger's going to run off and fix the Dude, thing. Dude, I was like negative 15 or something Dude, in the yeah. 80s. And, you know, I guess my only complaint would be with with moving from transitioning to original Turtles art to newish is the Turtles are there and you have Ace, your iconic character, but the background and filler characters seem bland. You don't have the wild, wildly conceptualized triceratops in the background. You know, there's nothing that... that Keeps you going. Oh, what's that? I want to come back and learn what that is. Kind of um, like the alien boss that's yeah, after like, Ace. Yeah, the alien boss the is kind of like. Him. I mean, he has a, something to, to go for, but then there's like these blue hairy creatures that you're yeah. kind of like. Eh, why yeah, do I we get what you're focus saying. On that, it well, felt like an empty I, world. I a little think bit. mainly because like we're typically used to like mutants and the mutations on Earth, and this is like I think the first time we really deal with aliens out there, and so that might feel weird having like the turtles, and then all of a sudden you know we're out in outer space and it's like okay how much world building do we need to do yeah, to make true. this convincing you know? how much are we gonna, how much time are we going to spend in this in this iron uh, environment yeah so but I still don't know. it's fun yeah, yeah it is let's do some star ratings yeah let's do that johnny let's get yours out of the way um i've been debating uh for the star rating uh i was gonna go two and a half but i think it deserves a three uh for the, Chris's art alone, yeah, the, the the art dude is a five. Like, if you if you're a fan of art, pick this book up and look at it. It's beautiful. For the story, I felt like I could have done better. Um, no, not myself, uh, but like I could have read better. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Roger. Uh, I was thoroughly entertained with this book. I love the art. The the biggest thing for me, like I said, was just that pink, pink wash and the and colorist that, needs that, to tone it down. Atmosphere. Um. And because it wasn't even it wasn't even faded, I mean, or or uh, what like do you call blended. it when yeah softened, um, where you have a bleed on it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean it, it it was it was just so stark. Um, four stars, Mike. I'm gonna give it a four. I thought of something while everyone else is talking, and I'm thinking about pink right now. <laughs> I'm gonna give it four and a half because it hit me right in the nostalgia bone the minute I opened up and started reading about Ace Duck. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Dude. I'm sorry. I don't know who Ace Duck is. I'm sorry. I called I him Duckface. I didn't know he was an important character, dude. <laughs> I well, it I just res. I don't know if he's important, but it just resonated with my right. childhood. Oh, okay, he was an, like I said, he was one of the first action figures I ever got. Um, and I know he was in the cartoon show when. I was a kid. He just wasn't like a, re- a super reoccurring character. I'll it's say like this: when little kids grow up today, in you know, thirty years, and they're talk reminiscing about Steven Universe. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You know. uh, I'll say this: he, he he makes me wish I was his friend. He looks pretty cool, dude. He's got a leather jacket. Yeah, he's got a leather jacket. So and he won't leave cool. you high and dry. He won't. <laughs> Always bet on he's Ace. Got your back. Always bet on. Always Ace. bet on Ace. I like that. He's like Ranger. Yeah. Rangers got your back. Um, all right, so we're going to go to the DC book, which is Nightwing, The New Order, number one, written by 
Kyle Higgins. Yes. Um, and art by Trevor McCarthy. I have no idea. Honestly. I think it's Trevor. Yeah, Trevor McCarthy. Um, basically, Kyle Higgins probably rewatched Minority Report and <laughs> Equilibrium and thought, man, that'd be cool if I did that with Nightwing. And that's this book. And if you don't understand either of those like cult classic movie references like Johnny is, go watch them. Which one is Equilibrium? Equilibrium was Christian Bale where it was a dystopian future where they suppressed all their emotions by use of a drug. Which, in this case, it's all superpowers. We get some mysterious flashback with the entire JLA down on the ground with Superman all bloody and beat up saying, Dick, what did you do? He says, I had to save the world. And he's apparently in charge and there's no more superpowers or meta abilities. Uh, I didn't really dig this book. And I think somebody asked this on the show like a couple months ago, like what our thoughts were going to be on it. And I was like, meh, with everything else coming out. And it's still meh. I know Kyle Higgins is a great writer. It's not poorly written. It's well written. Art's good. Um, but this is going to be one of those ones where I'm going to wait for Blake to read all the way through and tell me how it is. And then based <laughs> off of what he thinks, read it after that. <laughs> so As soon as I read this, I knew it wasn't going to be your book. Uh, you, I, I, I could see, like, you're not really into, like, uh, good guys becoming kind of... I'm done with it. Yeah. I'm done so with So that's it. why, like, it, it reminded me, I don't know what those... Old movies you were talking about were old. Uh, they're not even that old. They're okay. early two thousands. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know then. Um, but no, it. it, it <laughs> God. You haven't even seen Minority Report. No, I don't think I have. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Let me explain Minority Report. You okay. heard me say explain what Equilibrium was. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. In Minority Report, they have what's called a pre-crime unit. They have telepaths that are able to pre cognitively predict when someone's going to Civil War 2. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically that Philip K Dick I think was the original writer of mm. of Minority Report and there's a cop who deals in pre-crime and so whenever they get a pre-crime they go and arrest somebody before they commit a crime. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. But then he ends up self-driving cars. Yeah, <laughs> self-driving cars. He ends up becoming the victim of the whole pre-crime thing no, and no. so everybody goes after him. Hence, Equilibrium and Minority Report mashed up in this with Nightwing. Oh, yeah. Th yep. That's exactly this book. <laughs> yeah. That's Boom. A, yeah, that's You're exactly welcome. this book. So if that sounds like your jam, come read this. If that doesn't sound like your jam, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, wait for Blake to put a review yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait for uh, Blake's uh, Blake to read this. Um, yeah, like you said, it was well written, but it's a weird premise for Nightwing to just do this out of the blue i'm pretty sure he's gonna have his reasons but we don't have any motivation in this book we don't have any reason why well those are all mis mysteries and stuff yeah. that kyle higgins kind of seeded throughout this particular issue um i don't want to monopolize because i have a lot that i can actually say because i was talking with blake about this for quite uh, a while i actually wish he was able to to come on and talk about it but mm -hmm. yeah um I kind of felt I when I started reading this book, it felt like injustice. That's exactly what it felt like to you me. You know, it felt like Once you again, know doing done, a, done with it, right? So done with it. But by the time, by the time that you get to the end, that was the only redeeming thing. The very last page. Do we want to you, spoil it right now? Um, or spoiler part? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Sure. Well, the this this book is narrated by. Dick Grayson's son. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's probably like 40 in this book. 
yeah. around there because it's in the future. It's, it's like, like 2040 or something like yeah. that is when it's set. Yeah, it's 2040. He's got kind of the, the Reed Richards gray on the sides going, and some pseudo mullet happening. Yeah, and he like took away everybody's powers in 2028. Yep. He took away everybody's po- uh, 90% of the superhero's powers, and anybody that still has superpowers has to take inhibitors. Okay, but back to spoiling. Yeah. <clears throat> he has a son, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Named Jacob, uh, I think? Jake. Something. Jake? I think yeah. so. Um, and at the, end, at the end of the book, you find out that his son is a metahuman. Dun, dun, dun. Which means... And his mom... It really can only be one person. That's Defacer. Duh. <laughs> who who do you think his mom is? Um Black Widow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, TC. No, Starfire. Okay. It has to be. Okay. Cuz me If it's not no, I'm sorry, Black Psylocke. That's the <laughs> one with the butterfly stuff. Cuz I was I didn't know how to take this particular little last page like thing. Yeah. So Blake jumped right to Starfire also. And I was like, I'm not convinced because wouldn't he be orange and have like green eyes or some mix orange of Orange eyes. But, well, green eyes. Or, no, he has orange eyes. He has orange eyes. I know. But the Tamarins have green eyes. Green but he's eyes. a half and half. <laughs> <laughs> so the skin, it goes to the eyes. The eyes yeah. So I don't know. Um, I mean, I get it. Like, clearly, like, if he's a hybrid, like, it might manifest differently or later or whatever. It's the pink hue in the room. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's throwing us all Boy, off. Boy, pink has really screwed the, this week's <laughs> comics. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It's, but this story, and that's where, that's where this story really changed for me, was like, oh, this is not a story about Dick thinking that he could make everybody, the world, a better place by ruling everything. It's the um, consequences this is, of it. This is this is the the inner turmoil of a man who decides what he thinks is best for everyone else until it hits too close to home. Yeah. And whether you know what is he going to do? Is yeah. he going to put his son on inhibitors? Is this, is that, because look, I mean the the, the most meaningful uh, panel in this whole book was when his through the narration his son said that was the last meaningful conversation that I had with my dad. And it was right before the last conversation they had before he found out he was a meta. So you figure that there's going to be some conflict between him and his dad. So I think his dad's going to go with, you know, no, hey, you, you know, there's no metas. Take your meds, boy. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and but all of that. which all of which kind of seems out of character for Dick, though. It's, so I mean, you have to know Kyle, Kyle's got a, a, a Herculean task of proving you that that it was within Dick's uh, and character. That's where to, I fell off. Yeah. Is this Earth-1? No. no. This, no. this is not established what, as far as we know, as far as we know, this is our main Earth, just in the future. And that's what I was going to ask, is this, because of the way we're going, the direction DC is taking, where is this? Yeah. I, I don't think this is... I honestly think this is going to end up being an Elseworld story. Yeah, I they should have branded I it as a... I don't think it's going to really have any implications it, on Rebirth because it, it's a miniseries. Yeah. If yeah. it does, uh, look, this is this is my one beef with that. You DC established a very structured multiverse. Yes. Thanks thanks to the, the amazing Warren Ellis. <laughs> you mean uh, uh, Grant Morrison? I mean Grant Morrison. <laughs> One of those guys. Um, it this story needs to exist on one of those worlds. Yeah, 
You know? Well, Grant left enough undiscovered worlds and even other. I mean, there's 52 to choose from that are known, and yeah. 14 of or seven of them, 14 of them, something like that, are, are have no data whatsoever. So they could easily yeah. go, that's this your Earth, and put it there. If it's a moneymaker. If it's a moneymaker. Yeah. It could just, like, you know, exist in the far-off future, and then they could wipe it away with whatever other, you know, stories they tell about yeah. Dick, you know. so Yeah. Kyle Higgins, uh, he's actually a really big... Uh, like a huge uh, Nightwing fan. Yeah, I know. So he had a he had a killer New Fifty Two run on. Nightwing. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he also wrote Batman Two which I really liked. Uh, I believe that was a digital first uh, title. But no, I'm really I'm actually excited to see where this goes. Um, the the story didn't hook me that much, but uh, you know I'm interested, especially with that last page. I like how the cover uh feels like a Soviet uh, propaganda, propaganda poster. Um, um, yeah. So a couple other questions that came up when I was when when I was talking with Blake about it is, you know he he and I I tend to agree. I think because Batman. Okay, spoilers. One, two, three. Batman's dead. Okay, we don't know the the state of the rest of the JLA, but Batman for sure is dead. So we don't know if that happened before the event in which Dick, quote unquote, saved the world and took away all the meta powers. And if that was the catalyst for it, that's what Blake's leaning towards. I tend to agree with him that there's something that happened to Batman that flipped the switch. That would that'd be the only thing that I could imagine Dick possibly going in the direction that he's going in this particular book. That makes sense. Okay, something happening to Bruce and him kind of cuz you know, the, the level of control freak, you know, goes way up in in Grayson in this particular, you know, yeah. instance. So, that was one thing that we were talking about and then, you know, the the other th- smaller part of it goes along with where's the rest of the JLA? You know, what happened to them? Because we didn't get any con- concrete answers in that little flashback in the beginning either. So those are the kind of the, the interesting points out of this particular um, issue. And all we know is Dick Grayson's kind of a rock star afterwards with a lot of the general population. Because he took down Doomsday. Yeah. So what do you guys, what do you think, Mikey? Um, I'm always suspect of these these six issue miniseries from DC. Uh, it's kind of a roll of the dice whether or not they're gonna be good or not. Uh, with the addition of the twist at the end, I I'm on board for this ride. I uh, you know, it, it's it is cliche. You know, it's very movie plotish. It's it's been established before, but I think they're doing a good enough job writing his character consistently through the book, whether or not it's out of character from what we know of Dick Grayson where he is now. Yeah. Um, but like you said, if he's turned up to eleven, I could see this character in him. Mm. Um. So I I want to I want to stick with it. I want to see where this goes. And like I said, I don't want to I don't want to come off just because I didn't necessarily it. It didn't grab me bash the writing because the writing is really good. Kyle Higgins is really capable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the dude like that breathed life into the Power Rangers comic and oh, made yeah. it what it was. So, good. so uh, the he's clearly capable. Like I said, he he had a I think thirty or thirty five issue run on Nightwing for the New Fifty Two, which was kind of an under um, appreciated so gem. Died. Yeah, quote unquote <laughs> died, um, which was an underappreciated gem kind of out of the the New Fifty Two. 
uh, at DC um, until you actually go back and like realize like, hey, that was a good run. So, um, like I said, I'm gonna wait for for like guys like you and Blake to tell me how it is after issue two. It's already better than JLA. (laughs) (laughs) That's not hard. Yeah. So I don't know what happened on that book. They need to just wipe that clean and start over. Anyway, do we want to do stars? Anybody else have any insights? I think we're good. All right, Mikey. I'm going to give it a three. Uh, I like where it's going. Uh, cliche, but uh, I, I have I have high hopes for for where this is going to take us. All right. Yeah, three stars for me. It's, it's a decent read. Art's really good. Um, we'll see. I hated the pseudo mullet. I really did. <laughs> Uh, three and a half. I really like the art. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three. Also, um, I I would read the trade of this probably, but I'm definitely gonna wait and see what Blake we says. Six issues at once or whatever. Yeah, I'll I'll wait and see what what Blake says about issue two because I trust his opinion. If he says I like it, I'll I'll probably check it out. So, all right. What would you guys rather have reviewed, and in place of what, if anything? Um. I can tell you right now, I would have loved to have reviewed Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps in place of Nightwing. I'm glad I read Nightwing, New Order, but man, they're dealing with like a whole lot of New God stuff right now. Orion's in it. It's really good. It's really good. It feels like there's some light ties to metal because this golem attacks Orion and it's made of nth metal. I'm sure everything's going to have little yeah. bits and pieces. Oh there. man, it's it was such a great... And plus... Uh, Rafa Sandoval's back on art on that arc, and it's it's so dope. He's, he's so good, perfect he's for Hal. He's right perfect now. for Hal. He's perfect probably for everybody, but I but love his Hal. As a DC house artist, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the best over there right now. He really he is. is. He is. He's top notch. Uh, Exo Man of War instead of uh, TMNT. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I really love Exo Man of War. That's I'm a good not, choice. I'm I'm behind. I think I read the first three issues, and I haven't read since then. And of that the new was, series? Yeah. I think I oh, only read so the one that we too. reviewed. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, still Venditti, right? Yeah. That that's why Venditti's the same dude on How. Oh, sweet, Mikey. Anything you would have rather have reviewed? I'm like four weeks behind, so <laughs> I haven't even read Metal yet. Surprise, right? Oh my I gosh! Know. So Doctor Alpha, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I was looking. Red Sonia's over there. That's a dynamite book. Who's, a, who's the writer of Red Sonia? Is it still Gil Simone? Uh, it's I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Action Comics, Jonathan? No, Hal. 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 I mean, Action Comics was good, yeah. but um, it's two. it's filler right now oh, for uh, that, and not bad. Don't get me wrong, not bad, not bad filler because it teased Mr. Oz. Which is really, the which was the, the ass of people. Stuff. Yeah, it, that's coming in the next story arc. So, it was good, but the Hal was like Better. really special this week. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, Mikey, you want to pick, uh, pick, pitch? I'll pick, I'll pick it up. Yeah, go ahead, take it. All right. So, so uh, with the trade, this or the uh, we do the trivia first. Oh, do we do trivia time first? We do. Oh, my God. Oh, dang. Go ahead. Do the trivia time. I'm so sorry. No, I'm asking. What are, you, what are we doing? Yeah, we do trivia do time do first. Do my God, I'm so out of it. All right. Where, where's our trivia? You got Nightwing trivia for us? Um, so you're going to have to repeat what I say. So I got a few questions here for Dick or Nightwing. Um, first Sorry. one would be... Yeah, there we go. That works. So for uh, Dick Grayson, you never kind of really know what he does. 
So, what are some of Dick Grayson's day jobs that he's had? I have two written down. He's a supermodel. Yeah, male model. Male he's model. Done whatever. And anyone else know another day job he's had? He's was, a youth counselor. Wasn't he just a ward of Bruce's? Isn't that a, a good he, enough job? He was a counselor, but I didn't write it down because it wasn't very specific. But it was something like that. Yeah. And then there's nice. one more that I wrote down. He was an acrobat. That doesn't count. Oh dang! That an was actor. like as a kid. Uh, I didn't write that one down. I don't know if he's been. He was a secret actor. agent. That's a done. Okay, okay. We're okay, about so day not job. Day actual property <laughs> jobs that don't involve saving put, the world. Uh, I found police officer. He was a cop. He was a cop at one yeah. point. <laughs> so I don't know Wikipedia okay. man. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Dick Grayson appears in uh, Batman Under the Red Hood animated movie. Yep. Who plays the voice of Dick Grayson? Barney Stinson. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. Wow. I thought that was interesting. I was like, Neil Patrick Harris is Nightwing. Huh. I would not have cast him as Nightwing. It's <laughs> actually really good. Huh. I, 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 I can't get behind that. Oh, wait. Hold on. That's an interesting pairing. I don't know. I'd like to hear it. Yeah, it's good. I'd like to hear it, He's but got... I don't think I'd like to like it. <laughs> 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 and hold on. Where did I get that? Okay, um, and then Justice video game, Nightwing gets a lantern ring. What color ring does he get? Does he really? Yeah, red, red lantern. No, blue. Does he? <laughs> yellow. Yeah, it's actually yellow because he's uh, like. Oh, Injustice one. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not true. I just yeah. played it. Yeah, because like apparently he like it's evil and he's inducing fear. Are you talking about like? Dick Grayson Nightwing? Because yeah. he was killed by uh, Damian Wayne. Yeah, but it's like, I was reading into it. It's like towards the end, and so oh. you unlock stuff, and it's like a side story thing. Weird. Yeah. I think that's Damian Wayne Nightwing. Yeah, because D- Damian becomes Nightwing, but yeah. it's like this whole thing. But yeah, apparently there's a point in it where you can get to one of the cross the stream timelines where it gets a yellow ring. Weird. So. Thought that was interesting. Oh, cool. Well, another reason to hate that game. Yeah. <laughs> Just one more reason um, on my list. This one's comics. Uh, in Infinite Crisis, who did Dick Grayson team up with to stop Bane, and what was the persona he took? Oh my God! In Infinite Crisis, that's what it says. It We're says. going back to like '85, man. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, um, that's '08. Oh no, wait, even in Crisis, yeah. it's not Crisis on Infinite Earth. Infinite Crisis. I and, should and know 52. that. Know. That's the I time should read frame. that. I real or I should I should know that. Yeah, he teamed it. up with a certain character and he became someone else as the person he was. It wasn't Nightwing. Um, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. No, dang. I, I was w- thinking that, but mm. I should know this. <laughs> I've read that. That's Jeff Johns. No one? No one? Okay. Go ahead. He teamed up with Deathstroke to stop Bane, and he went under the name Renegade. Weird. Wait, was that in Infinite Crisis, or was that like one of the side stories of Infinite? That's a side know. story. That sound, that reeks of side story. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking sure. on Wikipedia for stuff. Because so I was like, I don't remember it any says, of that in Infinite Crisis. It says directly in, in, in Infinite Crisis 52, it says Dick adopts a new Infinite villain. Crisis slash 52? And... And fifty two. It's both of those time frames. That wasn't. That had to have been like a, a tie-in story. Yeah, maybe it was a tie-in, that but was it, it was tie-in. during I mean, that you, time. It'd still be Infinite Crisis. Yeah, but that was a tie-in. It was probably story. a tie-in. Yeah, I don't remember any Renegade nonsense. <laughs> About to say. Uh, one more before the listener question. Um, Night Ring, Nightwing has a ride at what Six Flags location? Okay. Does cool. anyone know? Sweet. Yeah. Magic Mountain. Well, no. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <Magic Brothers. laughs> 
what state, basically? Yeah, what Six Flags? Six Flags, PA. No. Well, like, that's, that's a listener the question you're not supposed to ask. No, no, no. There's one more for the listener question. Oh, oh yeah, no. He's saying, I really don't have one more before the listener question. Oh, one more before. I was yeah. like, what? Okay, so oh, what is okay. it? Is it Texas? Uh, Six Flags New England. Oh. New England? Yeah. Huh. Boston? Yeah. So there's I a Nightwing right there. flag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the one I got for the listeners, um, basically, so Dick Grayson was not the first person to use the Nightwing persona in DC Comics history. Who was the first person to use the Nightwing persona, and what comic was it? Why in? can't I answer this? That's the one <laughs> question I know definitively. Yeah, I knew you'd know. God it, but... dang it! Well, yeah. you don't need points. Like, what... I don't know who the person is, but I know who his comrade was or yeah. team, yeah. whatever. So, where do you go? Team where do you go? Here, here, you go, Johnny. So, if you want to answer this question and potentially win uh, either the graphic novel or the comics that we reviewed this week. Send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. I, pre- I, I want to say uh, thank you to all of you guys that sent in a response. My my begging worked, I Did guess. It? We got, Sweet. We got uh, How many? Uh, well, seven. seven. Okay. I'll Lucky take it. Seven. Yes, keep, keep sending uh, in these answers. Which is 700% more than last week. Yeah. <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah, that's how that works. One person. Math is hard. Yeah, <laughs> I got a I got a C in math. So, um, yeah, if you know the answer to Matt's question, who was the original Nightwing? Persona and what comic? And what? Or we're adding to what, this first no, appearance. Like, who was the first person to use the Nightwing persona, and what comic was it in? And what comic was oh it my in? God, I know. Okay, yeah. who was the first person to use so the Nightwing persona, and in what comic? Send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Thanks for playing along. You might win. All right. As for last week, okay. So we reviewed Daredevil Yellow and then three comics. I'm actually, whoever wins the comics, I'm actually one short. I'm going to have to to uh, give you a rain check when I get those back in. I'm hoping it's next week, so it won't be that long. Um, that would be the Invincible. Diamond owes us some comics. Uh, once we get them in, you'll you'll get that book. Um, so anyway, without further ado, the winner of the graphic novel. What was the question? What? what was the question? Oh, the question was uh, who who was um, so and so's dad. Oh right. So Karen Page has a right. father that's uh, kind it's of actually a, a villain. Yeah, is a villain. What was the villain's name? And or, the answer yeah. was, was uh, Death's Death, Head. Death's Head. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, so this uh, the winner of the graphic novel is Sean. I have no last name. Friend of Blake Starling's. He wanted to give a shout out to Blake Starling for something. <laughs> well, you have to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's um for getting him into DD graphic novel. Well, for getting him a DD graphic novel for my B day. I don't know what DD is. Daredevil. Daredevil. Maybe. Dungeons and Dragons. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure there'd be an ampersand between those double Ds. Yeah. He <laughs> said <Okay>. double Ds. <laughs> so anyway. Okay. Sean, you're now the proud owner of two Daredevil graphic novels. You can stop by the shop and pick up Daredevil Yellow at your convenience. I hope it wasn't the same one. <laughs> uh, winner of the comics from last week is Ryan Rivers. Have not heard from Ryan yet. 
uh, Ryan, I'm going to hit you up and get your your address uh, to ship you the comics. Like I said, there's going to be a little bit of a delay. Uh, as soon as we get the Invincibles back in, I'll ship them in, ship them to you. But uh, you get Metal Number One, Generations Wolverines, and uh, Invincible, which is a killer killer book. Um, two two killer books, and then some Firestarter. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for playing. Um, answer this week's question and uh, and good luck next week. All right, now, Mikey. Oh, it's me. Yeah, Mikey. Uh, this week we read God Country, uh, written by Donnie Cates, uh, art by Jeff Shaw, Jason Wordy, and John J. Hill. All right, so. What? 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 That's okay. The, that's the, the art. So, God Country, right? It's a story about Emmett, Emmett Quillen, a widower, suffering Quinlan. from... Quillen. Quillen? Quillen? Quillen. Emmett Quinlan. So, a widower suffering from Alzheimer's or some sort of dementia. A man... Well, let's just say this story reminds me of a song. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me what? of the song Cats in the Cradle. You guys know that song, right? Yeah, it's in the cradle. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And okay. Silver, silver spoon. Yeah. It's about Emmett Quinlan. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't yeah. know when. Yeah. So he has a son, <laughs> you know, who I'm guessing is some sort of whiny little brat or something. What? And finally his dad escapes him by going in the dimension, you know, by getting sick and just kind of piecing out. This is like, not at all what I read, Mikey. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe it's not quite like that that meaning of the song, but, but really getting kind of got away from it. But it's a... It's about this terrible kid, right? And he finally moved. The granddaughter? On. No, no, his son. His <laughs> son, Roy, Roy okay. Quillen, right? And Just um, call him Roy Krillin? Like from Quinlan, Quinlan, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Um, and, you know, this terrible kid finally uh, moved on to. Where to did you get terrible kid? Well, I'll explain, right? Okay, so he's just this, this terrible kid, and he had, or, you know, he's had a terrible childhood. And his dad was uh, was yeah, just I I mean to him, and he what? wanted to get revenge. So he was like, None, my dad "That's not in this graphic. I don't. That's not in this graphic novel." Oh, where did you get that? Did, you so, did I give you the right one? All right, so it God is, Country, right? Okay, it is kind of like Cats in the Cradle. It's all about the time we spend with each other, right? Oh, he the, de- he read Dog Country. Oh dang! <laughs> <laughs> um, we follow Emmett as he takes control of the sword Valifax. And he recovers from his dementia that he had, right? Right. Right. Now right. he's trying to, right. to to leave his mark on the world, the correct mark, and and make right by his family, right? Right. Right. That's the book we read, right? I think so. And now he has godlike powers, and now all sorts of crazy things are happening. And now we're telling the sta- this tale about how that whole family is dealing with it and coming together, experiencing Grandpa for the first time. Yes. yes. There we go. There, there we see? go. Just like the song. Told you. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Just like the song. One of the things that I think best describes this book is on the very back, if you turn it over, it has like a little description of what its genre is up here. Okay. It says epic Texan battle fantasy. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, that's accurate. That's exactly what <laughs> epic Texan battle fantasy. That's accurate. <laughs> you know what this really reminded me of was. Uh, you guys aren't near old enough, I don't think. But reading the stories of like Davy Crockett and um, who was uh, 
Paul Bunyan mm-hmm. and his axe, yeah. or his ox, Big Blue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Johnny's eyes are glazing over. No, no, I know this. But the, you know, the old, uh, what do they call them? Frontiersmen? No, 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 no. The tails. Oh, the tall, tall tales? tales. Yeah, nickel you novels. But yeah, it was Disney did a movie called Tall Tales, and it had you know Paul Bunyan. And, okay, and John Henry. But Irons that was real popular. Yeah, <laughs> many moons ago. Yeah, and I felt like this was a modern day tall tale. Yeah, that's accurate. I think it fits. I mean, because you know, because it's um, passed down from generation to generation, and yeah, um, I liked it. Uh, you know, we read we read the first issue of this, and I yep. and I gave it a lot of flack, uh, and I felt like you know there was uh, there's a book by the Luna Brothers called The Sword that I thought was really better, and this was you know again this this is just where you know I learned a lesson because I don't think he ever intended it to be the sword. I don't know that he's ever read it. It just reminded me of that because it reminded me of that does not mean it's going to be like that, and yep. it was a completely different story. Um. So uh, I should, you know, I, sh- I should have been a little more uh, fair to to issue. One. Would you say that kind of sum is greater than the parts reading all the way through? Yes, um, I would. I mean, I, I have issues with the story. Yeah. In general, I mean, I you know I liked it. Here, here's one thing: Donny Cates is a brilliant writer. Yeah. He's brilliant with dialogue. Yeah. Um. You when you read it, I mean, you you feel these characters and you feel their relationships and, and he gets and they, Texas and they each feel unique. And yes, he gets Texas. If if you've ever been to Texas, God bless him. You you know, I think he lives there. I honestly, yeah, God, he's, he's from still, Texas yeah. and and lives there. Like and, he's right, uh, what you know, man. And it and it it definitely comes through. The problem that I have with this book is, you know, this sword. The sword comes in the in the beginning of the book, and it's it's a well, it's the god of swords, right? It's the sword. It's the sword from which every legend has spawned from Excalibur to right, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is it's Excalibur. like the god of every blade yeah. in existence. Currently yeah. and before, yeah, so it's always it's always feeling the the cut of someone's flesh or the the warmth of a sheath. It's always yeah. it's all that at the same time. Yeah, and um, it's sentient apparently. Yeah, it but talks. the the pro- okay the 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 meat of the problem that I have with this book is they set it up. You have you have gods, okay, that and you I mean you have you have this the god of whatever everything. What's the what's the god? The All title? Father, or yeah. the Everything Father? Basically, Always. and then you yeah. have and then you have Ares going by a different name. Yeah, Cates takes all the the pantheon that you know, and he kind of makes it his own. Like he renames everybody. Yeah. Essentially, you have like your your Zeus slash Odin character, yeah. your Thor slash Hercules, or not Hercules. Um, what was Death? Uh, Ares and uh, Mars and all that. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, you have you have. Um, Ares and Hades, yeah, right. The yeah. the brothers, Just, and then the father, and then you have hell. And the thing, and and I think that that's where I really started to kind of furrow my brow when they introduce hell in this story, and it's like, you know, this is supposed to be the hell that's the hell. It's like, well, it's one of the layers of hell that's like right between, you know, underneath us. But it, there's there's kind of a bait and switch going on here where it's like you want these gods to be made up gods but you're trying to make them uh 
relatable through the concepts of heaven and hell that we have and that these guys, that's their domain. Well, on the other hand, they're just freaking aliens that are are overclocked, you know? Um, And so, you know, I found myself going, are they gods, gods, or are they aliens? That's a good point. Because I read through this pretty quick and I didn't, I didn't take time to really think about that. I was just kind of boom, 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 boom. Because, you know, I have to usually knock these out in one sitting. That's that's really my only beef with this book. Because there seems to be an inconsistency there, especially where they go to this other realm, you know, um, in hell, when they go to hell, even if it's just one layer. Yeah. It's like. It's really the only spot that happens because the final battle takes place in space. Yeah. Where because he even references like Valifax talks about the planet that he was forged from that got destroyed, so it's like right. Well, yeah the the High Father or whatever. Yeah, High uh, Father. That uh, was the name. He he took the sun. Yeah. From this solar system, in order to forge this blade, and in taking this sun from the solar it destroyed system, the planets right and billions of lives so we were have lost. you know this alien solar you know system kind of thing going on and then we have this layer of hell and then his world but at the same time he destroyed his his own world his own world in in doing so so i don't remember exactly how they said that but and so he was holding it together through dang it roger you just sheer knocked will. half a point off of this for okay me. I mean, he was holding it together through sheer will. Yeah. At that point, I'm like, why don't you just go own another planet? Yeah. Or another galaxy or, uh, you know, an entire, you know, universe. I don't know. Because only Valifax is the one that could boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and he boomed pretty awesomely. Yeah. Yeah. This was, you know, and that I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, um, spend too much time dissing the story because there's a lot. Maybe that's a like lot of good the- stuff with this. It's, 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 it's high paced. Yeah. Big action. Uh, great dialogue. It's probably part of that whole tall tale thing that you were saying because, yeah. like, in a tall tale, some stuff's not necessarily going to make yeah. You a just ton of sense. You just kind of right. go with it, like, oh, okay, they went to hell, right? And then they went to space. You know, so yeah, and I think I think that that was the intent because comics, yeah, because you know, comics, and yep. um, you just do it, and and if you look, I think if you if you read this book with a disregard of any religious ideology of what what we have, I don't care, I don't care what religion you're from, whether it's Judaism, Islam, Christianity. Hindu, it doesn't matter. You set all of your religious ideology to side and read this as like a tall tale. It's going to be awesome. It's a, it's a, just a thrill ride. Yeah. So that's because that's initially how I felt when I got all the way through it. So because honestly, Marvel did the same thing kind of with the Thor movie. It was kind of like, oh, these you know these Asgardians who are gods. They kind of I think that they were nervous about you know any blowback from doing the whole god thing so they kind of made him aliens yeah uh and magic and science are one and the same like all that stuff yeah um but this i you know it was it was it was good the art's killer yeah i love the art did you love anything else johnny 
Um, so I couldn't uh, read through all of it because, you know, uh, some circumstances that I was in. Uh, or oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but I read. Well, uh, do you want to do you want to put that out there? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I don't mind. Uh, my uh, grandpa passed away uh, this weekend. Uh, he was 82. Uh, he passed away in Mexico. Um, so he's happy. He's going to. Well, he was. Ha- um, I, I'm guessing he's happy that he's going to be buried down there because that's where he wanted to be buried. Uh, but yeah, I didn't have enough time to read all of this. But from what I read, I, I really enjoyed it. I remember we um, reviewed the first issue, uh, and I think I loved it because uh, I really liked the first issue. Uh, I love the the art. It feels mm, like foreign, maybe a dirty, like a western type of comic book. It feels it, like it, Texas. Yeah, yeah, it feels uh, not that Texas is dirty, just <laughs> that. <laughs> it don't want to be misconstrued. I like yeah, Texas. Yeah. Well. But, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, it has that that open range mm-hmm. western kind of feel. Yeah, it um the art kind of vaguely reminds me of um that uh book uh what was that book called? Uh, Black Hammer. Um a little bit it just in the maybe the coloring, I'm not sure, maybe the the How far did you get into this? About like two issues. Okay. Yeah. Um, right when it starts to build and Yeah. Yeah, uh I I was reading it, and you know, I had to go ahead and go do some stuff with uh, family, um, you know. But I'm pretty sure if I read through all of it, I would have thoroughly enjoyed it because from what I read, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Should we do stars? Do you have something to add? Well, no, uh, Mikey. Mikey. I mean, I there was some parts of it that I I, I loved, like you say, the art. The art looks really good. It's it's. It's very. It looks very organic for Texas. You get the wide open set pieces for some of the big tornadoes they try to, they they introduce, and some of the larger scale, you know, alien mythological whatever battles they put. It makes sense to put it in Texas. Um, one of the things I did not like was what almost seemed like it was too quick of character change for Emmett. In the first one, he's old and bearded and a crazy wild eye guy gets the sword next issue clean shaven looks completely different well and there was i think there was a I, maybe it was just one caption box but i think that he had had it for a while the sword yeah but it doesn't say it doesn't say how long and by while could be a few days a few weeks a few months but it was it had something to do with you know we we knew that the the high father was wanted to get the sword back and that they were going to come and get it yeah but there was some mention about not you know that you were not going to see it coming yeah Yeah. and you know the sword did heal him of the alzheimer's which is why he didn't let it go which is why there was such a big shift there but you know organically it started to change him he started to, to covet the sword more than his relationship with his family and I think that's where we started to see what what legacy is he going to leave? Is he going to leave the legacy of uh, holding on to the sword so he could keep keep being with his family, or is it going to be he's he's letting go of the sword to to ultimately save his family because they will never stop coming to get the sword? Yeah, that bothered me a little bit because I thought there was a time where I thought that he was trying to protect his granddaughter and his son, and then you're like. Oh wait, dude, you're you know, you're being selfish. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I think that was intentional though to show kind of like that 
like he wasn't the big necessarily the big hero that his son thought he was because remember he talks about how his his dad was like kind of a legend in texas it was like this good man and it's even though like it's his dad and he has alzheimer's and he's cured of it he's still kind of human and he's wrestling with mm-hmm. i just got all this back i don't want right. to lose it again and that know? for me was a big point was was that you know look i mean that's human nature yeah you know i think he was scared out of his mind he didn't wanted to do anything but go that's all he just didn't want to go back to the previous state and and your point to being a tall tale when you find out who the narrator is it fit that that analogy fits perfect to this story yeah and you know there's there's nothing really wrong with it it's a good story star ratings Mikey? Mikey, uh, let's give it a three and a half. Roger. I'm thinking. Go ahead. Three and a half. Did you pick this book, Mikey? Nope. Oh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have been a decent Oh, book, yeah. Right? No, that would have been a decent I was like, Roger's like, what do you want to read? I'm like, you pick. He's like, all right. And he sent me a picture back of that. I was oh, like, okay. okay. Yeah, well, because this is one of those. It was one of those first issue came out. I was hard on it, and I was curious. I had, well, in fairness to uh, um, Larry Douglas, had talked good? to me about yeah. it, and um, I don't remember if it was at the completion of the story or maybe halfway through. But we had had a conversation in the shop at one time that really piqued my curiosity, and so, and I think we had just gotten copies in that week, so <laughs> I know I didn't have to order anything. So um, I'm glad we came back to it. Because I did say on the show when we reviewed it, like, I'd like to read the trade. Yeah. I'm glad I did. Um, this is tough. There's so much that I like about this book. Uh, four and a half stars. Nice. Cool, cool. Yours was higher, and you caused me to ding it. I was going to give it a four. <laughs> Why did and I your, cause you to ding your it? Nitpick on it's that your thing. I know. Oh. <laughs> it's like when you were talking, I was like, oh my God. Well, then right. I came back and I said, if, 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 if you just separate out. You know your any any of your own religious ideologies. It doesn't matter. It's a tall tale. Yeah, it all exists within its universe, and yeah. not you know. So, yeah. Good read. We're just gonna let Johnny. Like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna review it. it. Yeah, rate it. Uh, that's cool. Right, rate it. Because right. um, I didn't read all of it. So, alrighty. So that's gonna bring us to the preview segment, which was absent last week because we did it a day early. So. Yeah. Small week again this week. <clears throat> Fifth we have, Wednesday. Yep. We have uh, Marvel Comics, Black Panther number 17, Deadpool number 35, which is a Secret Empire tie-in, Generations Hawkeye, and Hawkeye, is that the one we're reviewing? Yep. So apparently we're going to do a lot of these Generations books. We're mascus. Infamous Iron Man number 11, Mighty Captain Marvel number 8, Secret Empire, Secret Empire number 10 of 10, which... That just came nine. out this week. Wait, nine, 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 nine came out this week. Like they're just cranking them out. Oh, it's ten next week. Maybe Apparently. we should do that. Cool. Yeah, maybe we should. Let's just talk, guy. Come on. Let's. <laughs> no, I know. Let's take a break from generations. Let's do Secret Empire number ten. Okay. Or, or we can do Spider Gwen. No. no, it's real good. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm I. Out of the choices, I would rather read Hawkeye and Hawkeye. Because <laughs> I I looked at the the end of issue nine and I. It was one of those things where I eye rolled to the point where once again I almost knocked myself out. I think it's a um, new writer team for wait. this generation's issue. Oh, I don't care. I'd probably still rather read Clint Barton and Kate Bishop. Um, 
Spider-Gwen number 23, Star Wars number 35, Star Wars Jedi Republic, Mace Windu number one. Yeah. Uh, once again, that might be better than Secret Empire. <laughs> uh, Thanos number 10, Uncanny Avengers number 26, and X-Men Blue number 10, and that's it from Marvel. DC Comics, All-Star <laughs> Batman number 13, Black Racer and Shiloh Norman special, which that's the other Miracle Man, or Mr. Mm. Miracle Man, excuse me. Oh, my God, Mr. Miracle. I'm exhausted. <laughs> He's Marvel character. Oh yeah, he no, is. Yeah. That's Alan Marvel Moore. Man. What? Miracle no, there's man? a there's a Miracle Man. Right? No, Alan Moore. Alan Moore. And Neil Gaiman. Well, Alan Moore, uh, more famously Neil Gaiman and some other people as well. Yeah, later. Yeah, but, yeah. Mostly Alan mm-hmm. Moore. He's like blue suit, right? No. <laughs> anyway, Google it. You got it. access right there. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, Shiloh Norman special, Dark Side special. Oh, we should do Dark Side. We special. should do Dark Side special. Uh, Justice League of America number thirteen, Red Hood and the Outlaws annual number one. Mikey, yeah, yeah, still your go-to, right? Yeah, it's real good. Um, Supergirl annual number one and Wonder Woman number twenty-nine. Do we know what we're doing? I think I think we'll have enough Dark Side. Sweet. We'll, we'll plan on that tentatively. Is it pretty blue? I thought it was red. A little bit of it. Um, for indie comics, we have Deadly Class number 30. We have Go Go Power Rangers number two. What? We have Lady Mechanica Clockwork Assassin number two. We got to read that. Can we read that? Are let's we gonna, do, let's right. do another. I mean, um, we have Robotech number two, Saga number 46, Spawn 277, and TMNT Dimension X. Let's number do five. Spawn again so well, we can torture Rangers, ourselves. Guys. Joe Benitez is going to be the best thing out next week. Pirates was okay. Let's torture ourselves with Spawn. No, we did Spawn. uh, Yeah, it'll be it'll be Lady Mechanic or Robotech. Yes, one of those. Sweet, sweet. All right. Uh, for graphic novels, we have Aquaman Trade Paperback Volume Three, Crown of Atlantis. We have Archie Trade Paperback Volume Four, Batman Rebirth Deluxe Collection Hardcover Book One. That's the first two story arcs, I believe, into one graphic over oversized graphic novel. Two or three. Oh, that's cool. I think it's I think it's two, but I'm not. The positive. deluxe I think are bigger. Oh, really? Okay. Eh, we'll see. Sweet. Batman trade paperback, volume three, I am Bane, Deadpool versus the Punisher trade paperback, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, adult coloring book. There you go, Matt. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Old Guard trade paperback, uh, book one, opening fire. And that's it for our, everything. Because you said it's fifth Wednesday, right? Yeah. Um, do we know what graphic novel we're reviewing next week? Yes. Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. By Jeff with, Lemire. Yes, Armitrout. with Mr. Na- uh, Nathan Armantrout. Yeah, shout out, Nate. I put my so. name on the back of the list. Night. <laughs> okay. Nice. Right. Oh, and yeah, by the way, I've got to start taking sign-ups again. I think we're, I think I've got maybe three more weeks, uh, filled out before. Three more after next week, and then you need a week, and then I'm the next week. Okay. We should have Blake again. I miss Blake. We are going to so, have Blake again. I'm going to tell him to. We just had Blake like last I week. I miss him. Okay. I need Chris Johnson. Or Blake. That would be cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, signups are going to start now. I'm, I'm, there's still a slight preference to people who haven't been on before. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna sign up through the end of the year. Check yeah, your calendars. Come in. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> I just said, hey, Roger, what date does your list go through? And he was like, it goes through like, what, the 19th? And I was like, I'll take the next one. <laughs> so, yeah, come in the shop, hit me up, uh, come be on our show. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Like, comment. 
Yeah, out of staters. Feel like flying in? Bryce, yeah, Bryce, you and <laughs> Teresa, come on out. We'll we'll sh- well, I'll show you some southern hospitality. <laughs> All right. Okay. So for news, not a whole lot of comic news. The, the most important comic book news is Jeff Johns tweeted Gary Frank's covers to Doomsday Clock oh, number one, so and it made what? me weak in the knees. <laughs> I yeah, I so awesome. I, I love the it dressing. so hard. What? Uh, I love the Watchmen dressing on those covers. Yeah. It's just, it, man, gives <laughs> you goosebumps. The Superman cover of him, his yeah. leg turning into all the oh, clock oh. pieces with Manhattan. And the, oh, my God. Such a Great. panty dropper. Oh, dude, it did more than that. <laughs> um, but this is a PG show, and we can't talk about that. All right. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, that was the most important comic book news. Uh, Shazam is supposed to start filming soon, correct? Yeah, and that's the next movie after Aquaman. Next movie after Aquaman. Uh, there's been a confirmed Obi-Wan movie coming out standalone. Better cast you and McGregor. Yeah, oh he said God. he's been open to it. So I, I, if they don't, they'd be foolish. Uh, there is a um, new uh, book featuring Zatanna and some other of the the magic characters coming out from DC called Mystic U. I believe it. I believe it's a mini series. I can't remember. Like, yeah. I can't remember the writer's name, but it's like Harry Potter mixed with Matt, like I don't DC. know. I really don't know how. I f- well, because she's going to college. Yeah. It's not quite Harry Potter because she's going to college. Magic. But <laughs> I just, I hate it when people brand stuff like it's like Harry Potter, but this. Which like, is some of the articles that I saw. Yeah. Oh, it's like Harry Potter leads magic. I know. That's very Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's coming out. I don't know when. I think it's in a couple months. I think in a couple weeks. So a couple weeks. Yeah. So she's at og. Yes. Yes. No, that was uh, the, the magic back the backwards. Zatanna, when she does her magic, she says all the words backwards. That would have been really cool if she, like, popped in here. <laughs> um, and then the other bit of news for DC is they cast their Starfire uh, for their um, Titans show that's going to be on their direct yeah. DC streaming application. I forgot her name. She looks like she could play because oh, well, they, they cast Raven. <laughs> well, they cast they, Starfire? All they have to, yeah. They cast, I think that came out today. All you got to do is just turn her orange. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like Gamora her. Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> like, just she's going to be all orange and wearing purple. So Give her them tanning pills. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, a do bunch we, of carrots. Do we want to announce what segment's going to be coming up possibly in the future? Or do we do we want to? I you know, let's hold off. It's hold off. Okay, so we have a new segment in the works. How about that for a tease? Yeah, yeah. we have a new segment in the works. We, I guess we'll hold off. I was excited. Wait another week or two. I'm, I was excited. Well, no, and that's that's perfectly fine. I don't know if it, it may air next week. It may air the week after, but we'll see. Something to look forward to. <laughs> Tune in. I have an even better idea. I'll get to you later. Okay. <laughs> Either way, keep keep your. Uh, your subscriptions going, you know, I guess I was going to say, keep your hand on the dial, but that doesn't really apply to podcasts. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's a new segment in the works, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's definitely. do some questions. Well, um, also, or you have something else. Did you get the ninja and, uh, Oh, that's movie? right. I forgot to write it down. So David, that's uh, debuting soon. We, yeah. we announced this like last David year. Yeah. We announced this last year that there were an online streaming, uh, video web series, series, web yeah. series, uh, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Mm-hmm. The actor for Ninjak looks great in costume, but 
Jason David Frank is bloodshot, and I think yep. they posted an image of him, yeah. which looks great. I've also, seen his Instagram videos, him putting on the makeup, it looks dope. Yeah. Also, uh, it's announced that uh, the trailer's coming out in five days. That's nice. why they were talking about mm-hmm. all this stuff. So, so next week we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it, maybe break it down. Yeah. So, anyway, we have questions. I have no questions. You have no questions? Carlos didn't leave any questions? No. Shame. Uh, Carlos. Carlos, I swear to God. How Uh, dare you take a week off? I do have questions from Blake. Shame. Shame. (laughs) It's almost like Carlos has his own segment, like the freaking weekly questions. It is. It's the weekly Carlos. Yeah, it's the weekly Carlos. Our dose of los. (laughs) All right. While you're looking for that, I'll ask the Blake questions. Uh, which non-powered uh, hero or villain do you think could take over the world? Batman. Oh God, <laughs> uh, no. Batman wouldn't. He could. I don't think. I don't necessarily think he could. No, probably not. Non-powered. Lex Luthor. Oh, that's good. I like that a lot. Lex could do it. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely. Is that it? I think that's that could be it, right? What about Marvel? Yeah, there's some people in Marvel that, well, Captain America technically did. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, he's, he's, he's enhanced. Yeah, he's, he's enhanced. super-powered. He's enhanced, but Tony probably could. Well, he's smart enough. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Non-powered. Yeah, it's hard. What about, uh, what about Zemo? But yeah. Zemo's kind uh-huh. of a consciousness, so he's, I guess that doesn't count. He likes count. to stay in the background. Yeah. So. Who's the other... Um, we have Red Skull. Yeah, wow. Well, I don't think he's powered. I don't know. That's a tough one for he's Marvel. He's a lunatic. Yeah. Johann Schmidt. <coughs> Who? The Red Skull. Oh. Um, And then the other question here is... Nothing, Mikey? Oh, you got anything, Mikey? I can't think of his name. Well, what's what's his name? the guy? Marvel DC? Watchmen. The guy. The oh, guy. Adrian Veidt? Yes. Ozymandias. Yes. Yeah. That's good. That would. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, it's not Doctor Oz. It's. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it Vite? <laughs> Adrian Vite. Is it not Vite? Vite. Oh, okay. That there was an E before the I. There is. Hell if I know then. Whatever. <laughs> if it, it's well, Veidt. it's like height. Yeah. Oh, right. okay. That makes sense. Adrian Vite. Vite. Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm really surprised that I remembered the name before like the right actual. Away. I was like, "What?" <laughs> a little synapse connected in a completely different way in my head. Um, okay, so uh, the other question I got here from Blake is: Pitch the perfect generations book to Marvel. Pick your writer, artist, dream team to portray your Marvel characters of your choice. I think they. It's coming out soon. It's uh, the Miss Marvels. Oh dear God! Come on, it's G Willow Wilson doing Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. No Marvel. No, there no, is no. there is a Marvel one. Yeah, that one be better. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's current Deadpool goes back to meet original Deadpool, oh, written by Deadpool, and he kills his original <laughs> self, and then we don't have to deal with Deadpool anymore. Yeah, there I, you I go. Like that. Yeah, that's good. Who's <laughs> the writer on that? Deadpool. Okay. Oh, okay. AKA Daniel Way, okay. the guy that had probably one of the better Deadpool runs. Gerard Way. Huh. Daniel Way. <laughs> okay. They can do a Nova one. Sam and. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not doing a Nova one. Yeah, well, because that's kind of what the Nova book is right now. They're both together. Yeah. But it's well, not like a time travel thing. Mm, but that's true. They brought him back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Dear God, I I, I just... I, Pick I, your favorite character. Come on. Well, it's Cap. Or it would be Cap. Okay, like, well then... But that, that's right now, too, with Cap and Sam. They what about Cap and Bucky? Uh, yeah. 
like Captain Black. But see, that's that already been explored. That's been yeah. ca- it was Captain America White or whatever it was. That's close enough. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not a. Is that not a Jeff Loeb thing? Yeah, it was Jeff Loeb, right? Yeah. It was, How about uh, Jeff Johns <laughs> and <laughs> Olivier Coppel doing Fantastic Four? Oh, take that, Marvel! I like that. You see that Olivia Coppel Batman? Yep. Yeah. I started following him after the original yeah. one, dude, so you don't have to send him. Because I, I, I'm like, oh, my God. I just wanted to leave a comment like, how oh, amazing it looked. It was so yeah. good. Well, dude, he's. Yeah. I think he's doing something at DC. He only does miniseries for Marvel. Yeah. He's got to be doing something at DC because if you've noticed, a lot more of his feed is full of DC characters That's lately. And I think, I think so it's because he's practicing for whatever yeah. – because and I don't know if this this should fall under the news like stuff section two because last week Jim Lee tweeted a photo of just something innocuous enough just pizza but he captioned it having lunch with Jonathan Hickman. Oh yeah. What if it's Hickman and Coypel? That's what I'm saying. Oh God. That's oh, what I'm God. saying. See, like, dude, that gets me very excited. <laughs> <laughs> At DC doing some kind of project because. Jim Lee was very, I think, specifically cryptic in the way he captioned that message. It's clear that they are courting Jonathan Hickman about something. Yeah. We keep seeing little teasers of Superman and Batman and the Trinity from Koi Pell. Oh, so Something's good. going on. They're pulling in A-list talent for something down the road. So whatever comes after Doomsday Clock yeah. going to be something. It's clear that they've got a major plan happening. And so it would, I mean... Hickman's been in his own little world, his own sandbox for a while. It's clear he doesn't necessarily want to go back to Marvel right away. Yeah, he did what he needed to do, and I think he took a step back. And, oh, my God. Like, hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that. I ship it, as all the kids say. I'm right, gonna, Johnny? I'm going to sleep really yeah. good tonight thinking about that. <laughs> that like, super... Triple A list team up book. Yeah. Both of them. Man. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm almost scared now. If that doesn't happen, I'm going to be, like, just completely and utterly crestfallen and heartbroken. Yeah. Like, okay. Anyway, um, so that's all the questions we have. Carlos, I'm highly disappointed in you, as I am every week that you miss, because you're you're the rock that holds the question segment together. Yeah. The glue. Just imagine if Blake didn't send anything. I know. What would happen? Blake is Blake is the other Blake is the other side, the other catalyst that holds the question segment together. So, yeah, it would just end. We'd go right to the end. Uh, we don't have any new reviews, um, so guys, get on that. It's a real bummer, actually. Yep. Um, Patreon guys, if you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. And if you want to go above and beyond, excuse me. You go to patreon.com slash all-star comics podcast dollar level gets you the, uh, gets you on the track of stuff and $3 level gets you the exclusive content. Yeah. And by sat by Saturday, I'm going to, I'm going to throw the interview with John boy Myers up on, uh, Podbean. So you guys, you guys will have a bonus 10 minute episode coming at you, uh, this week. Sweet. Sweet. Look out for that. It'll be in the, the normal feed, then. It'll be in the normal feed. And we can let John Boy know so he can promote yep. it. So. I'll tag him. Um, and then if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, like Horizon Comics on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Horizon Comics. Mikey. IG at the real XXMageXX. And that's Instagram for all you folks. Did I just ruin it? No, you're good. Oh. That, that you, was you, it. Gave, you gave me a look like, how uh, dare you say what it is? No, I was going for just like the. I, 
the acronym's good. <laughs> if you want to keep up with Johnny uh, you can and all his happenings. Yes, you can follow me everywhere at Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram uh, at uh, the johnny 2 x 4 Join my uh, online Dungeons & Dragons group. I'm really upset, Johnny, because I thought of this the other day. Yeah. You need to change your handle. Oh, no. Why? Because this is better. It needs to be here's Johnny. Well, I've never seen that movie. (laughs) No. That's kind of... Come on. But really? Yeah. It's been done. Who has A million times. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Nobody has the Johnny 2X4. You do. I do. That's why. (laughs) Anywhere from three to 17 E's, I'm pretty sure they're It references my favorite animated show of all time. Come on. But you're on a podcast. Here's Johnny. Oh, okay, that makes sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm at St. Jonathan Signing off. on Twitter and Instagram. Matt, Hydra Gaming Podcast, Hydra 5.5 on Twitter and Instagram and all the fun PlayStation. stuff. PlayStation. Destiny in two weeks. Two weeks, which oh, I'm not on PlayStation. Oh. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to play with you. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.